And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister, Mare Bear. What's up? And this week we are covering Season 9, Episodes 13 and 14 of The Office, Junior Salesman, and Vandalism. And <laughs> it's going to be quite the episodes to talk about. However, before we jump into it, uh, Mare Bear, let everybody know what we talked about last week if they weren't, you know, <laughs> listening like they should be. Sure, guys. So last week we talked about Episode 11, Suit Warehouse. Where basically Dwight gets Clark to go on a sales call with him as a father-son duo so that they could sell to a father-son yeah. suit warehouse. They were going to try and, like, con them. Yeah. Um, Daryl also goes for an interview with Athlete, and the rest of the office gets an, esp- an espresso machine. And goes crazy. And goes crazy. And destroys the office. Yeah. Daryl gets the job, by the way. Yeah. After killing a bunch of fish, <laughs> Dwight and Clark get new suits and make the sale. Mm-hmm. And everybody else rips up the carpeting and Aaron's an idiot. Great shit. So, next is customer loyalty. Yeah. Where Dwight finds out that Daryl is now working for Athlete and tries everything in his power to get Daryl to stay at Dunder Mifflin. Um, he throws a milkshake at a fast food joint and Daryl makes him clean it up and then he gets one thrown at him. Um, Aaron and Pete are the youth task force and then Nellie disassembles them and then reassembles them when she realizes that they should be together. She can't stand in the way of love. Yeah. And then Jim and Pam get into a fight over the fact that Pam did not record CC, PP, help it. <laughs> um, dance recital. He's stressed out. She's stressed out. They get into a big fight. Mm-hmm. She cries and Brian, the boom mic guy comes to her rescue. <laughs> Brian the boom mic guy. Uh, that's all we have to go on. Yeah. Honestly. He's uh, Brian and he holds the boom mic. Yeah. And he looks like a prick. <laughs> he looks like a woodworker. He looks like a guy. In a small town no, in Vermont. No, you know what he looks that like? That Mr. Big Banker's girl is going to fall for. He looks like winter. one of those Michelob Ultra commercials oh! where other people get together after doing CrossFit. Stop. And they're like, look, we drink this because there's not a lot of calories. Stop <laughs> it. He does. Holy fuck. <laughs> so, anyway, all that saying, that brings us to episode 13 of season 9, Junior Salesman. Yes, so, sir. Take yes, it away, sir. Kid. All right, guys. Our cold open... Uh, the camera is on the floor, and... We don't Pam, see any faces, yeah, just feet. Just feet. Yeah. And we see Pam... Well, we hear Pam apologizing to Brian for getting him in trouble, and um, he see, she says... Uh, she thanks him and says, tell Alyssa I said hi. So, like, they obviously know these people, like, pretty personally. Yeah, they, they're, like, friends. Yeah. yeah. And um, Brian's just like, no, you know, I've been booming you guys, booming you, <laughs> for nine years, you know. It's hard not to get involved. And then Meredith walks well, He up. also says a curious thing, because it, it tells you all you need to know about the documentary kind of style. Mm-hmm. Well, they just don't want us getting too close to the subjects. Subjects, yeah. They're not people. <laughs> yeah. So now Meredith goes up and goes, hey, boom guy, when are you going to boom me? <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I'm really sorry, Meredith, but we can't talk to the subjects anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's she's what like, okay. She's like, oh, all right. So now that's our cold open. Clark now is asking Dwight about interviewing for the sales job. He wants to be the junior sales associate because, if we remember, David Wallace told Jim that he was going to have to cut his pay to pay for a junior salesman for the days that he's not there. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dwight says Dwight is apparently in charge of hiring the salesman. Yeah, because Andy's Andy's not there. there. Again, like this is just glossed over that somebody just like. Why would they not have the HR rep do it? Why is Andy not fired? No right? Idea. Okay, anyway. Brian? What? 
What? You said Ryan. Ryan. Oh, I meant Andy. Oh. Wow, that was a weird Freudian yeah, slip. I don't even know what that like, means. That's why I was like, why did you say Ryan? Where is that going? I have to dig into my subconscious <laughs> for that one. Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, well, we were talking about douchebags. <laughs> I guess. So. Well, let's t- in that case, let's talk about James Franklin, head coach of Penn State football. All right. So now um, Clark is saying that he wants it, and Dwight says he's bringing his friends in. But Clark, he agrees to interview Clark. <laughs> But we find out that he's also interviewing Rolf and Trevor. What? I'm just so happy to see Rolf back. And the B-roll they show of him is like... We're going to piss in your face. It's fucking art, it the is. clip they show of him here. It's beautiful. We'll get there. So now Dwight is teasing Pam that he and his friends, whoever he hires, are going to basically torture her. Yep. Like, oh, it's going to be me and my friend against you. This is like season two home. Dwight. Yes. Like, it's like a throwback. Yes. So now Jim is trying to make up for, you know, the lying, the moving to Philly. And he's just like, I can't let that happen to Pam. Like, whoever's going to sit here. Jim's there today. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, whoever's going to sit there is going to be sitting next to my wife. Like, I can't let that happen. I can't let Dwight have one of his friends here. Mm -hmm. So now we see Clark and Rolf waiting for an interview. Beautiful. Rolf All is his name. (laughs) (laughs) And Clark's like... Oh, it's kind of like doll. Roll doll. Roll doll. And he's like, and I, I don't even know what. That's an author. And, oh, no, no. Oh. He does Willy Wonka and the yeah. Chocolate Factory, Matilda, all mm-hmm. those. James and the Giant Peach. Good movie. Um, But I don't even remember what his response to that Go is. to hell. Oh. But while. <laughs> then, like, Dwight is introducing, oh, Rolf. Rolf is, is my best friend. Yeah. And he's like, he's always so cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> and then you see a, a clip of Rolf. On the floor, like or he's on, on the, the ground. ground, he's like doing a, in push-up position, <laughs> screaming at a rabbit who is chained. It's yeah. like rabbit shit everywhere. <laughs> it's fucking glorious. <laughs> like that got one star for the episode. Yes. Just him, like the veins are popping out of his neck. He's just screaming. And at you a can like, you can almost hear it. Like Dwight's uh, talking over it, but you can hear Rolf going like, <laughs> and like it's so low, but it's like perfection. It's beautiful. It's actually perfection. <laughs> so now, um, Jim's new company is pressuring him to ask David Wallace to be an investor. Oh, fuck. This is when it happens, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, to be an investor in uh, the new company because they lost their big investor. Right. And Dwight uh, brings Rolf over to Jim's desk and he's like, this will all be yours. And they're like making noise and Jim's like, I'm on the phone. And he's like, well, Dwight, I can see that. And Rolf walks over to Pam and he goes, I hope... Now, the this man's delivery... He's creepy. ...is everything. He reminds he goes, me of a guy I used to know. <laughs> he goes, I hope you like Norwegian black metal, because I don't do earbuds. <laughs> and Dwight's like, no, he doesn't do earbuds! <laughs> and then they leave for the interview into uh, Andy's office, and Pam's just like, whatever, it's just a desk clump, like, it's not a big deal. And Jim's just like, I have to fucking do something here. Mm-hmm. So now, the in, in the interview... Rolf's entire resume is redacted. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a piece of government paper. <laughs> and and he like Dwight's like, well, it's not really giving me anything. And so Rolf turns the interview on Dwight and he's like, well, how do I know? What are your credentials for interviewing me? So Dwight starts listing it off. And um, he's just like, I think I have everything I need to know, Dwight. Well, I'll be in touch. And Dwight's like... <laughs> Don't you want the... I'll be in touch, Dwight. You could call David Wallace for a reference. And he just walks out. Literally insane. Yeah. So now Dwight is hopeful that Trevor will be better. So now... Trevor, who tried to break Oscar's kneecap a few weeks ago that we talked about. 
Um, he goes, what thing? What do you think will make you a great paper salesman? And he passes. <laughs> He's like, wow, didn't expect that interview. What a curveball. <laughs> or that question. And he just, like, fucks it all up. And yeah. then he asks Dwight to if they validate parking. And he hands him this ticket. And he goes, this is a bus transfer. And he goes... Man, nothing gets past you, does it? <laughs> he seems extra rapey. Yeah, like super <laughs> rapey. Like every female in the office should be creeped out by this dude today. Mm-hmm. So now Jim is now sizing up Clark because Clark's like, hey, can I take a look at these numbers that are on Pam's unattended desk <laughs> that I don't even know are here, but somehow I do. <laughs> and he's just like, he's trying to figure out if he would make a good desk clump buddy for Pam. Mm-hmm. And then he makes him breathe in his face. To see what gum he uses. Ah, he's a winter, winter mint man or a spearmint man? Uh, winter fresh, I think. Whatever. <laughs> um, so now Dwight calls, or he says, he sees like Jim and Clark talking, and he says, Clark looks like a shrewd, he, but he thinks like a halpert, and he acts like a Beasley. <laughs> and then, um, but he then kills the interview. Like, Clark cleans up. He owns it, yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, oh God, I don't even remember... Karu Makasaki or something oh, like that. Oh, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Don't ask me. I didn't write it down. But he, he kills the job, and then he basically tells Dwight, like, you're going to give me the job because nobody else that walked in here could do this. So suck it. And yeah, Dwight... it, it turns into, like, when Andy did the Cornell interview for Dwight. Mm-hmm. Like, one of those things. Like, it gets aggressive, and Clark gets into mm-hmm. his face and that. It, it's one of those, yeah. Exactly. So now Dwight says he has more friends than just Trevor and Rawl. <laughs> so now... The conference room looks like a fucking zoo exhibit. It's a freak show. And everybody's watching it like it's a freak show. It's full of weirdos. We have Moe's in there. A <laughs> guy doing the <laughs> <laughs> A guy doing karate. His old babysitter slash girlfriend. <laughs> um, and everybody's just like freaked out. And they're like, they all smell bad. Can we judge them based on how they smell? Because they smell bad. The, what, the Meredith's wig, wig of the week, by the way. Pulp Fiction-y. Like, oh my God. Am I wrong? Like... That yes. kind of like black bob. Well, or something? she's changed it too. I think because earlier, I think she had like a, or maybe it's the next episode. She has like a blonde mullet looking. Oh, that's one. the Carol Brady's yeah. next episode. <laughs> Ooh, that one was my favorite. <laughs> so, I've been saving that one yeah. up. I'm like, oh. So now uh, Mose is in an interview, and <laughs> he doesn't even speak in complete sentences. What and, would you say is an attribute that you have, people person? <laughs> fucking great. That's amazing. This character kills it every time he's on screen. So now um, Dwight says that he would make a great paper salesman because he has a natural fear of paper. So he'll do whatever he can to move it out of the office. Um, And like you said, people person. And then he goes, under experience, it says you spent the last 15 years as a sales rep for Dow Chemical. He goes, you know that we live together, right? And he goes, yes. And that I've never seen you go to work. Not once. And he goes, yes. Why is this on your resume then? <laughs> and Moe's just stands up and runs. He does the, like, barely moves his arms. The high step. <laughs> like he's running from a defender down the <laughs> sidelines. Like, But he runs out of the office. And everybody's like, what the fuck? And then we see in the video, or in the window, he runs out into the street. Yeah, he like, runs down runs the road. home, essentially. It's beautiful. Oh my god, beautiful. So now, conference room, um, Nate is in there. The rogues gallery here. Nate, Nate with a tie on and over his work, yeah. work warehouse uniform. And he says that his mom, because everybody's like, oh, how'd you guys find out about the interview? And he says his mom told him because 
he doesn't live there anymore, but Dwight called his house, so his mom told him that he doesn't live there anymore because he's in a confrontation with his mother because he can't stop touching her things. <laughs> a quarrel. Quarrel. A quarrel. <laughs> uh, Moses' brother is in there. The highest voice I've ever heard on a man. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Yeah. I know he's, like, in other stuff. Yeah. He's on, I think, Bar- Bob Hart's Abishola. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, the brother, I think. Jesus Christ. Hey, everybody. Well, that's Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Anyway, and then uh, the X-Men school classmate, um, his powers are night hearing. So then we find out, because the babysitter slash girlfriend goes, you went to X-Men school, too? We find out that... When he was younger, Dwight went to this school called Something's, Mr. Something's, or Dr. Something's School for Gifted Youngsters, mm-hmm. or something like that. And, um... That's the picture. We do have a beautiful he's, class He's photo. in a lawn chair instead of a wheelchair. He's, <laughs> and he's like, basically, he tried to rip off Charles Xavier's School for young, Gifted Youngsters. Mm-hmm. And, um, we did a lot of... Here, wait, hold on. I have it written down. Uh, night hearing... His powers were night hearing and everything... But, uh, oh, fuck, where was it? <laughs> God damn it. I know I wrote it down, guys. Uh, basically, he was just like, yeah, we did a lot of sweatshop shit. Yeah, basically. That's like, <laughs> that's the long and short of it. I can't find like it. Happy Gilmore's notes. grandma. Yeah. But uh, my other favorite thing is that this gentleman is also eating a sandwich out of a brown bag that says Stanley on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now everybody turns on Jim. Well, because, well on. everybody out in the office. Hold oh, on. Let's talk ahead. about who else is in the break, in the conference room waiting for a job. Ira, Sensei Ira from season two yes. is there. And my favorite, Troy from yep. New York, the yes, Hobbit. Yes, he is the Hobbit. He is just sitting there in a chair next to the babysitter. I don't even know how to describe this guy. He's, he's gotten so... Four foot ten. He's in a business suit. He's in a suit. He's like, somehow gotten creepier, though. Like, I think it's his hair got a little longer. It's so He's so out of place. It's amazing. And it gets so much better as the episode oh, God, goes yeah, on. Yes. So now um, everybody outside of the office, they're like, Jim, why would you do this to us? Like, everybody starts turning on Jim. And they blame they, him. Yeah, they're like, yeah. you're a normie. You can't make, like, you can blame the nor. You can't blame the freak for bringing in more freaks. You mm-hmm. can blame the normie for creating the situation where the freak <laughs> brought in more freaks. And, um, so Pam is like, I never thought I'd live in a world where I was rooting for Nate to win. <laughs> so now Jim calls David Wallace to ask for a say in the hiring process. Dwight gets really pissed off about this, and then he like puts he's it on like speaker. undermining him. Yeah. yeah, he puts it on speakerphone, and um, he basically turns it on Jim, saying like, "Well, if Jim didn't leave us, you know, blah, we wouldn't blah, be blah. in this situation." Yeah. So now Dwight, or I'm sorry, David Wallace agrees that uh, Jim should, should have some say. Oh, okay. And or yeah, I oh, think I don't that know. I, no, I think it's just they that Dw- it's Dwight's it. pick. Yeah. Yeah. And then um. Dwight or David Wallace is like, oh, we have that call later. Why don't we just do it now? And Jim's like, uh, I really don't think Dwight needs to be here. And of course, Dwight, mm-hmm. no, I'd love to be a part of it, David. Know what's, <laughs> know what's going on. And Jim does the weakest proposal. Like investment pitch. Yeah, he's like, how would you like to be a great investor and a new up and coming? And David Wallace is like, no, 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 I'm good. We're good. <laughs> right? Okay, Jim. See you he later. He just shuts him right down. <laughs> and Dwight literally laughs in his face, like crouches down next to him and laughs in his face and rolls into Andy's office. 
Um, so now Pam is, like, frustrated after, like, the whole Nate thing, like, saying, like, she's rooting for Nate, that she goes down to paint. Yeah, she's working on her mural. And she's getting heckled <laughs> by Ida. Yeah, Ida's down there still <laughs> harassing her. Like the old guys on the Muppet show. <laughs> you don't make tree from, bu- or paper from bushes. Yeah. <laughs> and she turns around and goes... Hey, Hide, they're giving out jobs upstairs. Why don't you go up? And he's like, ha, ah, thank you. So <laughs> now, giving out jobs. Yes. I love so, that. <laughs> and, and you know what, though? It's honestly, at this point, kind of true. So now we see Stanley walk into the men's room. Why are they room. filming Aunt Stanley walking into the men's room? <laughs> I don't know, but we do see Troy. <laughs> he's Ryan's New York City friend in there, pantsless, mm-hmm. holding his pants under the hand dryer. Porky pig in it. Oh my god, Donald Duck in it so hard. <laughs> and uh, Stanley just like rolls his eyes and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he walks out. So now um, we see Dwight's other cousin sneak up on Daryl in the break room and feel his hair. Mm-hmm. And he's just like so dense. Like bread. And his name is Gabor. Gabor, yes. Yes. That's it. Okay. Um, so then we see Jim, Nellie, and Daryl trying to convince... Dwight not to hire his friends basically because like they're weird mm-hmm. just don't do it so now we are in the next interview and it's Dwight's paintball buddy named Wolf <laughs> Wolf <laughs> you know what's fucked up is that my husband used to work with a guy named Running Wolf like well, that's that was fucked his... up if he's a Native American I think he was like very descendant oh from Native American but like did he have a brother Steve I think so. Like, I don't think his brother had a Native American name. So only one of them... Th- okay, that's weird. Yeah. That like, you would if only it was, do it for uh, one. If it was both of them yeah. or his whole family, like, no, that's, you know, honoring your ancestry. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> to only do it for one. That'd be like if our parents only gave one of us, like, a really fucking Polish name. Yeah. Like, next, 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 next. And, like, one of us had no vowels in our name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really fucking, instead of the boring Irish names we well, do Well, but have. that's just it. That's why I say, like, our cousin, our godchildren, oh, all yeah. have, like, different names. Creative names. Creative names. But I'm like, you know, she started off the first one with a different name. You can't go back. You can't yeah. go from, you know... You're going to make that kid feel Steve. self... If, if you name the next ones like John and Pat, yeah. the first one's going to be self-conscious. Yeah. yeah. Like, why am I named Bucket? You, <laughs> you can't start with naming your child like a household appliance. Yeah, no. Can't or or an adverb. Yeah. <laughs> it's a noun. It's an action noun. So anyway... An action noun? <laughs> Fuck, is that a thing? I don't think so. <laughs> so anyway, um, Wolf, he's also... Uh, Dwight Wolf is a Wolf. very Skinnered Leonard Nimoy looking motherfucker. Yes, he is. Yeah. So he's just like, oh, it's gonna be so awesome when I get hired here. We're gonna do paintball at lunch every day. Like you can tell, paintball is this dude's life. Yeah. And um, so Dwight, first question, sell me this piece of paper, and he's like, do you want it? And Dwight's like, yes, I do. Sell it to me. And he goes. Well, I don't think I want to sell it to you because you want it so badly. It's got to be valuable. Mm-hmm. He like refuses to sell the paper. It just completely bombs the interview. And Dwight's like, "Thanks. We'll let you know." <laughs> like he's slowly starting to realize, like they're insane. Fuck. Yeah. So now he is interviewing, and he says, <laughs> "I had eight years of sales experience in Tokyo. I was a surgeon. I have a BSW from Tokyo University. Number one." <laughs> 
And Dwight just like completely writes him off. I think he had eight years of sales experience at Samsung too, <laughs> or something like ridiculous like that. And but because of his heavier accent, Dwight is just like, uh huh. It's not gonna I, work not out. Not gonna work out. Like totally writes him off immediately. So now Dwight is realizing like he can't hire any of them, and he doesn't know what to do. He's on the floor like. And they're S- not sobbing, but like, oh, what am I going to do? And they're all lingering in the conference yeah, room. Yeah, they're all hanging out. Yeah. And the babysitter sticks her head in. She's like, Dwight, do you need a diaper change? <laughs> and he goes, I do that myself now. <laughs> and she's just like, are you going to make a decision? I've been double parked for five hours. <laughs> Which tells you a lot of a lot mm. there. So now Dwight asks for Jim's help. And Jim gives in, and he tells him, like, listen, none of them can be picked, and Dwight has now put Jim effectively in charge so that he doesn't look like the bad guy for not picking any of his friends. Mm-hmm. So then he, they go into the office, or into the conference room, and Nate asks, well, he explains to them that none of you are getting picked. And Nate asks if he can, if they're going to keep their resumes or if they get them back, because he only has the one copy, and he has a chili recipe on the back that he'd really like back. He's so awesome. I love Nate. <laughs> and then, um, like, he's just like, oh, Jim Halpert made the decision. Here's his home address if you want to TP his house. And Jim's like, what the fuck? So then Rolf goes up, and he's like, we know it was you, Dwight. Yeah, they know he's bullshit. Yeah, and yeah. he's just like, don't open any suspicious packages you may receive, or do open them. Like <laughs> anthrax. Oh my god. And um then they all like are pissed because they brought he brought him down there, made him sit around all day, and they're all just like, Well what do we do now? It's too early for like to go out. Just but, no, too early to start a roast, but too or no, too late to start a roast, too early for a swanson. Yes. <laughs> and they're so then they decide they're gonna go play paintball and Dwight's like, Oh, can you wait until I'm off of work? And Trevor screams, And what are we supposed to do until then? <laughs> like, this guy. They're all insane. Nuts. They're all crazy. So they all go to play paintball without Dwight. And Creed leaves with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now Jim has Clark um, in his desk in hopes of pleasing Pam. And she's like, fine with it. And then Jim leaves. Yeah, because Clark gets the job. Yes, Clark ends up getting the job, which, I mean, he should have from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but, um, so now Dwight, we see, gets an email and it's all of his friends playing paintball, (laughs) flipping him off with the caption, glad you're not here. (laughs) And he's like all disappointed. The babysitter's there. The babysitter's there. Um, Sensei Ira's double flipping him (laughs) off. Nate's there. Nate still has a job in the warehouse. That's hilarious. Um, Gabor, Troy, like all of them. He's so tiny, especially next to Gabor. they put him in the back. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. So now, um, he's, like, obviously really upset about everything, and Clark is super nice to Pam, well, he also offering said, to get her tea. Oh. Dwight also says that he outgrew his friends. Mm-hmm. That's, like, a big thing. So he's growing as an individual. Which is a good thing. Yeah. I wish they did some growth before they just made him Michael Scott last episode right. that we covered, but, yeah. Exactly. So now, um... He, like, Clark is like, oh, Pam, do you need any tea from the kitchen? And she's like, no, thank you. And then Dwight's like, I'll take coffee. And Clark essentially just tells him to fuck off. Well, he does what Dwight did earlier in the episode when Dwight's like, you have to be this cool to be a salesman. He does like that because he's short. So then Clark does it to him. Like, you got to be here to be, you know, get a coffee. Yeah. 
So now Pam feels bad that Dwight's all depressed and he lost <clears throat> all of his friends. Yep. So she's like, hey, do you want to haze the new guy? And he's like, you and me? Pam's like, yeah. So Dwight, like, gets excited, and she pulls Saran Wrap out of Jim's desk. Mm-hmm. Of course it's there. Yeah, and she's like, all right, the next time he goes to the bathroom, then you're going to. And he goes, no, 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 I understand completely. So Clark comes back, Dwight walks up behind him, wraps the Saran Wrap <laughs> around his face. To murder him. <laughs> and he's like, welcome to sales, piggy. Like, <laughs> And, um, yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Amaz- the fear in Clark's eyes yeah, in that moment he's going is amazing. To meet his death. So now Jim is in a talking head and he said, it is important who you're around and who you sit by. He goes, I fell in love with Pam because of where I sat. And that's when we see... Um, it's all about the people who are around you. Yep. Being family, basically. Yeah. Kind of a Michael Scott kind of thing. That's when we see Boom Mike Bryan smiling fondly while Pam laughs with Clark about mm-hmm. something that the two of them did together. He's just like, oh, happy seeing her. Yep. Fuck Brian. What'd you give this one? I give it a four point oh actually. Um, I don't hate that score now that I think about it. I think it was because it was all based around Dwight for the most part in the Rogues Gallery of you know jackasses. Yes, it it was just fun and there was like some fine throwbacks, some new people, and just general insanity enough that I enjoyed it. I gave it a four point because there was really nothing that I disliked. I gave it a 4.0 as well. There was no Aaron and Plop. Thank God. Again, another episode where people are just written out of. Yeah. Like, there's nothing about them. It, but I was okay with that, though. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm all right with it. No, same. I gave it a 4.0. Um, I really enjoyed, love, love seeing all of Dwight's rejects friends <laughs> being brought back. The babies, like, the throwback to Sensei Ira, the babysitter, <laughs> Rolf, like, I Troy. loved all of it. <laughs> Troy. Rolf yelling Troy. at the rabbit, seriously, is, like, oh, an all-time great two-second clip. <laughs> it's amazing. And I love, so I love Nate, even if his chili recipe only took a second. Like, <laughs> that was just so much fun for me. Yeah, I just, really enjoyed this it. This is an episode where I really don't have much to add to. It was kind of like just a standalone episode. Yes. It was, it was fun. Fan- it was Although, fun. you know, we, li- we end on and linger on Brian. But... Yeah, that's a whole point off for Boom Mike <laughs> Brian. I just, you know. they. It we, is what it well, is. Well, we got it in the cold I mean, open and in the closing. We got it. Yeah. Which was basically the first thing you see and the last thing that lingers on your tongue. Yeah. You know, so it it's there. They're definitely making it a point. Yeah. So that's I mean, is it a good point? Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> but that's but where we're what headed. You, what are you gonna do? So after that one, though, we got season nine, episode fourteen, vandalism. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, Bear, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Absolutely. So, guys, you can find us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. Uh, we always like to post our favorite screen grabs from the episode. There was a ton from this one. Um, Troy and his no pants. Like, he didn't even have boxers on. No. Oh, you saw full thigh well, up to the suit jacket. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there were some briefs. Maybe. But, <laughs> I mean, like, dude, he has no hair on his legs hair, from what I can oddly see. Oddly hairless. But his face For is... For a hobbit, he's oddly hairless. <laughs> At one point, Dwight has, like, the big board with all their names on it when he's going yeah. over. He's just like, <laughs> Troy is a gremlin of some sort. <laughs> he did. Oh, I thought I wrote it down, too. <laughs> That's the worst part. is Because I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, what did and he And he names there? him some other sort of woodland yes. sprite that I'm unaware of. <laughs> But yeah. But uh, yeah, that's at Brother Sister, or I'm sorry, at Bro Says Podcast. Or if you have to email us your long form feedback, you can hit us up at 
brother sister rewatch at gmail.com. Kevin, tell them where they can find the cast and share it around. You can find us on any podcasting app that you listen to, whether that be Podcast Addict, Google Podcast, Spotify, Google. I already said that. Apple Podcast, Anchor, Podbean, wherever you listen to casts, you'll find us. And uh, you can also find us each and every Monday on the Ginny Position podcast feed, where you'll find us along with other great content such as Talk and Pop, Freak Out Drive, and Journey Through Infinity, and more. Mm-hmm. So subscribe today and share the show around with your friends, your acquaintances, coworkers, neighbors, whoever. Just let people uh, you know share the show around, help us grow. We would greatly appreciate it. We love you. <laughs> so that brings us to vandalism. Mm-hmm. And the cold open is Aaron telling people that Daryl is there. But he's already working in Philly. Mm-hmm. And she's like doing things like jumping jack so Daryl can sneak out and like pretending like he's in his office and shit. And Daryl just says, like, you know, I'm using all the sick days. Everybody knows I'm going down there. But it just makes Aaron happy to feel like we're being sneaky sneaks. Yeah. <laughs> and then she introduces, she has this like life size teddy bear who it's she huge. calls Beryl. <laughs> and she puts him in his office chair and pretends to talk to him. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, Daryl's in there, everybody. So it actually wasn't the worst. It was okay. Yeah. Because, like, it goes back to that Aaron, like, kind of dopey naivete, you know, that we talked about in the past. And that, like, this was a cute cold open because it was, uh, like you said, it was just pure Aaron. Yeah. It wasn't, like, Aaron being bipolar, being serious and, like, conscious of the (laughs) world around her and then going to, like... What's a pen order? <laughs> like, She's the worst. So She is the worst. Oh no. Thank you. The show proper opens up and Pam walks in. And it turns out her mural down in the warehouse has butts all over it. Someone defaced it with Orange. butts. Orange, Orange butts. Yeah, like lower back bubble butt into like legs. Like one of those deals. Yeah. Uh, Angela announces now in a black dress that she is leaving work early for... Philip's birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. Mostly campo- campaign donors will be there. No one from Dender Mifflin made the cut. And no children. And she sits down and Oscar leans in and whispers to her that Robert invited him. To be there to support him. Yeah, and Oscar does a talking head where he says that, you know, Robert is risking everything to have him there. You have to have your trophy wife on your campaign signs and, like, this is a big step for them. Mm-hmm. And he's They're both in love. So then Angela, we see her on the, in the stairway on the phone, and she's saying how it's not fair, and like, it hurts her, and she's going to bring a stud of her own. <sighs> so Jim and Daryl are roommates down in Philly, we find out. They're mm-hmm. hanging out while they're down there, and they're basically the odd couple. Yeah, uh, this is actually really fun. And Daryl does a talking head where he says he's pretty much grossed out by Jim. Because Jim is just like, the shit everywhere. He like throws he's trash bachelor, on the ground. Man. He's like sleeping on the couch, but his clothes are everywhere. And Daryl's like cleaning up the sink and in the mirror in the background, we see Jim jamming on Air Guitar. <laughs> or uh, Guitar Hero. Yes. And uh, you could tell that Daryl is just like a little like, ew. Yeah. So Pam announces via megaphone on a scissor lift in the warehouse that she is going to find the vandal and she wants them to admit what they did. And everybody basically ignores her. And even Val like, just goes Yo, into her office. Yo, fuck Val. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it is One kinda... of her workers obviously did that. Yeah. It's a paid company project. Do you think that Val would be like, hey guys, don't fuck with the company property? She cares not. Not at all. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> she does a talking head, Pam does, where she, she says that she feels like she's on her own because... Jim is in Philly, and Andy's somewhere in the Caribbean, and like, blah, blah, blah. And then the boom mic hits her on the head, and she goes, thank you, Brian, because Brian's there for her. Like, now they're doing cute little, like, high schooler shit. Like, oh, God, I'm getting sick thinking I'm talking about this. 
Um, so she's not on her own because she's, you know, her, Brian's Brian, there to support. Brian's her. banging her on the side apparently. Never <laughs> that shown. was a tisk right there. That's never proven. So at the office, Daryl sees Jim. This is down in Philly. Daryl sees Jim and he's using his travel mug, which has a big piece of masking tape with Daryl written on it. Can I just say, I love, I forgot to mention, I had this in my notes earlier when Daryl was talking about how disgusting Jim is. He's like, he doesn't do his dishes because they need to soak. The man uses his old t-shirts as wash rags. I want to say the whole soaking thing is something that was done by certain members of this household when we were growing up. Because we all had chores. Remember Mm -hmm. when there were some people who just soaked dishes. Yes. They will remain nameless. It wasn't me. I hated doing the silverware. <laughs> when there's seven people in your family and you have a, a <laughs> knife and a fork and a spoon for, for everyone. For oh, everyone. The silverware was just like 10 pounds. That's what I a, mean. Like, that's what I worse. hated doing was like silverware. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. Why so, can't we buy a dishwasher, mom? <laughs> yeah. And you know what our parents would say? Oh, too much. We have them. Yeah. We have five of them. Not only that, it would be the, well, we'd spend twice as much on water because you have yeah. to rinse them and then put them in. Like, oh. And it always felt like it was my job on pasta night, which was just the sloppiest mess. I prefer that because I remember when we were growing up, the worst night was um, not pasta night, believe it or not, but like when mom would try Mexican food, like tacos and stuff like that. Wow. Oh, because of the Tupperware the, Well, there were that, like, and the thing is, like, that smell is so overpowering. Oh, it permeates everything. And then, like, everything. the water turns into taco water. Oh, it's and, all grease. But then, like, everybody wouldn't eat all the lettuce or the tomatoes, and then a tomato would get stuck in the drain. It was the biggest pain in the fucking ass. <laughs> I hated fucking taco night in the house. What was your least favorite chore growing up, guys? Let us know on Twitter, at Grossest Podcast. We used to have to dust. We used to have to dust, worst. vacuum, clean the bathroom. The bathroom was good. All the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And we had to, somebody would dust upstairs. Somebody would dust downstairs. <laughs> Someone would have to take out the fucking garbage. Guess who had to feed the dog every fucking morning? <laughs> and we had an outside dog who hated being inside. So we have him outside. Hated being and, inside. And we, he just loved being outside. So we'd tie him up out there and I'd go and give him his bowl and his fucking. He ate a Ronald McDonald's plate once. Yeah. Y'all know what it's like 6 a.m. in the morning in January <laughs> in fucking Scranton? Now the, I do. It's the fucking worst. <laughs> I put it in his, like, I'd get his water dish and fucking ice crystals in it. I'm like, ah! Anyway, he I don't loved it, though. Chore- he did. He was the happiest fucking dog. He I, really was. He should have been, like, a wolf. <laughs> like, was. honest to God. He should have been a husky. He was, like, what, a Rottweiler? No, he was... Or not a Rottie. Lab. 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 He was, he was a, lab. a black lab, yeah. yeah. Got it. Bear. Oh, we still bear. Our, so we, when we were kids, I'm sure everybody did this. When you had art class in elementary school, you'd have like the kids would make all the projects like it's Christmas time and that. Mm-hmm. And our mother hung them up all, all over all the house. The like, oh, look at what they did for Christmas. Kevin made a wreath, and Mary made a Santa Claus and shit mm-hmm. like that. And she'd hang them up every holiday. Yep. And I'll never forget there was a wreath that she would put up in our father's office, and on the back it just said in big bold letters, "Feed Bear," which was <laughs> our dog, because that was our reminder waking up in the yep. morning. Oh, hey, you gotta feed the dog. Yeah. Because like other. Why I would never would have known to feed the fucking living creature. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Oh so uh, at the office, oh yeah, Daryl sees him using the travel mug and he gets like furrowed brows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pam bursts in to the office and well, calls Jim it, like reaches a new level of, of petty with all of that. It's, oh, it's coming up. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Pam bursts in, calls an emergency conference room meeting. This is when we see Meredith with a Carol Brady wig. Like it's this. <sighs> Uh, it's, so it's not it's Joe beautiful. Dirt levels of mullet. Not not but quite, it's but like, it's like Tanya Harding 80s. No, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking like lead singer of White Snake or something. Like an Ooh. 80s like rocker kind of like mullet. Or like Shawn Michaels 94. You okay. guys know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Pam says the mural has been defaced and she 
calls the warehouse guys vandals. Uh, Oscar pretty much says nothing can be done. And then Pam gets all passionate and everybody walks out, but Nellie and Dwight offer to help, mm-hmm. help because Nellie's bored and Dwight likes vengeance, basically. Uh, Angela now goes and invites Dwight to uh, the son's birthday celebration. Dwight says he has vengeance to exact. Yes. Um, he refuses, basically, but Kevin overhears and offers to go. She's like, no, Kevin, not you. And that's when he says, do you want to leave me here all alone with the numbers? Well, he goes, <laughs> or the money. I'll just stay here with the money, alone with the money. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, God, all right. I fucking died because Kevin understood the level of his incompetence. Oh, yeah. And he used it. He used it to his advantage. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Dwight tries getting them to draw butts, all the warehouse guys. Uh, He's like, and they're like, why? So you can like compare them to the ones up there. And they all get up and leave. And even Val's like, guys, we're wasting our time. Come on, get to work. And that's when Pam, Pam, Dwight, and Nelly, they're like, let's go after Nate. He's the weakest one. (laughs) As he's like getting knocked over by a cardboard (laughs) box. So (laughs) that's when Dwight tells him his mother is dying. And Nate goes down on his knees. Oh my like, god. Ah! Oh my god. So then they get him into uh, Val's office and they put the screws to him. And Dwight offers him gum. To which Nate goes off on this screed about how gum is mintier now. Did you notice? Have you noticed? And basically they, they're like, no, tell us who did it. He points out the guy mm-hmm. across the thing. And they're like, oh, okay. And, and Pam's like, give him his gum. Yeah, and Dwight goes, there never was any. And Nate's just like, you're rude. <laughs> So, like, Nate's level of just innocence. Yeah, childlike wonder. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, we're at Angela's house now. Oscar and Kevin are looking at a portrait of her looking fucking freakish. Oh, that is a, an intense portrait. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the senator and Angela enter doing their politician BS. Like, oh, who let you in here? <laughs> yeah, they're all, like, doing the fake bullshit. You know, politician stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl calls, calls out Jim for the thermos now. Mm-hmm. And Jim gets all bitchy about Yo, it. petty as yeah. fuck. And he goes over to the garbage can and pours it out slowly. He's like, oh, I guess you want this. And he's like, here you go. Do you want me to wash it for you? And Daryl goes, "Why? Wow, you'll just let it soak. Yeah, what, are you just going to let it soak in the sink? <laughs> and then Jim just, like, storms off. Uh, Nellie, Pam, and Toby now are with Frank, the warehouse worker, who Nate fingered. Mm-hmm. And Pam... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, pointed to. <laughs> so pointed Pam, out. <laughs> Pam apologizes if she offended him, you know, that if she was like in their space or whatever. And Toby's like, well, now you can apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toby. Uh, and the guy basically says, screw you. Like, butts are funny. You're take not going to fire of, me. Yeah, take the stick out of yours. You can't fire me. Go to hell. And he storms out. He's like a real bitch. Yeah, he this is. This guy's an asshole. Uh, and of course, like, it's a guy we've never seen before. Yeah. Even in the background, they just have him for this episode. Uh, Pam goes to Dwight, and she wants to go scorched earth on this guy. And then Dwight gets oddly aroused. Um, he goes, I've always viewed Pam like a well-watered fern yeah, around the office. An inoffensive presence. Or an unarousing presence. Yes. But now I'm like... She's a vengeful bitch. She's got a nice butt. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide to use Clark as an infiltrator mm-hmm. in the uh, warehouse. So next thing you know, we see um, at the party, Oscar is like charming people with the senator about, oh, his golf game. You know, typical bullshit. Uh, the senator starts talking now about supporting the Latino community. Oh, my, the Latino community. <laughs> he even uses that inflection. He does. And oh, my God. Oscar now realizes he is only a pawn. He's for a the token se- Latina guy. Yeah. Latino. For the senator. And uh, so we see Daryl gets home to their apartment. Mm-hmm. And him and Jim start getting passive aggressive. 
and then it turns out to straight aggressive about it and uh daryl ends up apologizing for being protective of his stuff it's yeah. finicky about it and turn, did jim like deleted a show off his yeah. dvr <laughs> so uh dwight throws clark in the warehouse in a jumpsuit as a mole now him and pam throw him in there and they're just like nah you go down here and get work hardened hands like, yeah dwight's doing this whole thing get your hands dirty and clark is just like pam this is stupid you know you're smart this isn't <laughs> gonna work and she's like shut up and do it <laughs> You're a competent person. <laughs> so Pam calls Daryl uh, about Frank, the office or the warehouse guy. Yeah. Her and Dwight are up in like the crow's nest, yeah. peeking over boxes, watching the <laughs> warehouse. And um, he finds out that one thing he loves is his truck. Mm-hmm. So then he says, "Yo, you're. A, I wanted to ask you. Your husband is like a sloppy homeless hobo. What do I do?" <laughs> and she just goes, "Oh, I was hoping you could change him," and hangs up. <laughs> Uh, and then we see Clark down at the bottom, tied up to a chair. His <laughs> jumpsuit is open on his bare chest. It's like, spy. spy. <laughs> so uh, there's a group photo at the party. Mm-hmm. And the, they place the minorities in the front. Like there's an Indian guy, Oscar. Angela's getting shoehorned out and starts like pinching Oscar. Yeah. They try to put a handicapped woman in the front. They pull one of the black waiters. Yo, yo, the waiter. Oh my God. And they go, what's your name? He goes, Sean. And he goes, LaShawn, come on yeah. over. I'm like, oh my God. It is so shamelessly political. It's oh. great. It's actually delightful. Uh, but uh, they like Angela's all pissed off and she's pinching um Oscar. Oscar and everything. And it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pam and Dwight now are painting on Frank's truck. And it's a trail of poops. It's like him, like a cartoon version of him with boobs. Yeah, sitting in, boobs. Yeah, like on the driver's side door. And then a trail of poops going to the back. And Dwight is enjoying his time with a vengeful bitch. Yes. Well, and Dwight, he goes, he drew, he drew butts on your mural. So I'm drawing your mural on the butt of his truck. Yeah, he's like painting it all. And Pam's like, oh, thanks, Dwight. And he goes... No, you're going soft. Now draw his penis. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he says, I love spending time with a vengeful bitch, she just goes, oh, you miss Angela. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Pam is packing up all of her stuff now. And she says it's water-based paint. It'll wash off. But I just want to make a point. And then the guy busts out through the door fuming. And he, like, races at her. Yeah. He's and, like, hey, lady, somebody needs to shut you yeah, up. Yeah, and he's, like, going to hit her. Yeah, like, like what really the fuck f- is he going to do to this woman that's, like, 140 pounds? It's really fucking aggressive. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the boom mic hits the guy in the face. like fucking Robin Hood swinging in on a vine from a tree. He just hits him. And Brian's, like, 5'8". Yeah. Like, he barely comes up to this guy's face. And, like, and the boom mic goes up like a katan stick. And like, they, they start wrestling. <laughs> and, like, every, people are breaking it up. And Pam's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, after the party, the senator's at the door, shaking hands with people as they leave, and uh, Angela and, and Oscar, he makes them make up like they're, like, disappointed dad. Yeah. And he's like, are we feeling better now? <laughs> then Kevin comes out, and he's like, ah, oh, Kevin. Yeah, and nice Kevin just, you to join us. And Kevin just goes, the food was great, but you suck. Yeah. He's like, you're using both of them, and they both care about you, and you're mm-hmm. just using them. You suck. But like I said, the food was good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then like Oscar and Angela leave and they're both kind of like, yeah, he stood up for us. Yeah. Huh, so he's right. Pam is with Brian in a locker room off the office and he got fired and she's like apologizing to him and like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm going to talk to the producers. Yeah. And then he says, this may not be my place, but if you ever need anything at any time, just call me. And I'll be there for you. 
She's like, thanks, Brian. She keeps saying his name. I think that's what annoys me, is that every sentence is punctuated by his name. Boom, like Brian. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Oh, my God, Brian. And so, oh, shut up. So, um... I know, Brian. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <I>, Brian. <laughs> so then we see uh, Jim and Daryl. Uh, Jim's, like, cleaning the apartment, and they're playing video games, and he's happy. He's like, oh, man, like, I'm a better roommate now. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Daryl throws his can on the floor. Yeah, like, hey, we're pigs now. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a 2.9, which may have been charitable, but I really liked some of the stuff in this episode. I gave it a 3.3. Okay. So I said I really enjoyed Jim and Daryl as the odd couple, mm-hmm. I, and there was more good than bad for me. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, like, the Oscar, Senator, Angela stuff, that's always great. That was hilarious, all Kevin, of that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's always good. Kevin was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Pam's mural, like, who really gives a flying fuck, yeah. but the painting, like, her and Dwight have great chemistry. It was all such a, like, it was also forced just to get the guy in, that yeah. Brian guy. Because, like, oh, we're just going to create this warehouse guy no one's seen in nine years. We're going to, like, all of a sudden they're going to deface the mural, even though they know it's, like, a work product. Like, yeah. it was all just, like, a bunch of bullshit to get to the point where the knight in white armor, you know, on the white horse jumps in and no, saves her. the knight her. with the white boomstick. <laughs> he just jumps in and saves her. And, like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like care. Like said, there was more good than bad in this episode, which is why I did go above a three. Well, I did enjoy, like, her and Dwight working together. Yeah, yeah. like I said, that's always, like, they have great chemistry together. Them painting the truck was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really care about the actual mural. No, <laughs> like, I still or don't. Or Might Brian. I feel like this has been going on for, like, what, seven weeks? Yeah. And, like, all she has is, like, a tree. <laughs> well, she has bushes. Yeah. You don't make oh, paper that's right. from did. bushes. What are you doing? <laughs> but, like, uh, it was just... A, it wasn't as offensive as past, like, some of the yeah. recent episodes have been. Like, there's been some really bad ones. Yeah. Um, that's why I felt like I needed to be generous. Like, if we do have one that's more good than bad. Mm. Like, I'd say this one's 75-25. 75, 75 yeah. good. So that's Both why of these like, last two were yeah. actually, because coming off the ones we did last week, like, <laughs> this was a win. Yeah. <laughs> this this was is definitely, a good week. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with, I'm okay with, like, a 2.9 and, like, a 4. Yes. Like, okay, that's fine. Yes. Whatever. But, um... Yeah, I really don't know. Like, I guess I'm curious to go to know where the senator thing goes now. Because mm-hmm. now they're both jilted lovers, and he got called out. There's a divorce in the office. Like, I don't know. I'm curious to see where this we, is going. We will find out. But other than that, like, I, I know I should care about where the Pam thing is going. But deep down, I'm actually dreading it. Because at the end of the day, this is a, a television show produced in Hollywood. And Hollywood produces happy endings. So, like, in the back of my mind, even though I don't know where this goes, I know what this show is about, and I know Jim and Pam are probably going to end up together. So it's like, this is just like a speed bump. This is like, in the rom-com, this is the, when Robbie is going to Julia Gulia's house with the song le- the song sheets, and he sees her, gonna be Julia he Gulia. sees her so happy up in the window, and it's like, mm-hmm. she really wants to marry Glenn, and he throws him there. And then, you know, that, it's like the last speed bump before yeah. the happy ending. You know, like, that's what I feel like. But, you know, I can't complain this week because I know mm-hmm. I went kind of hard last week. Yeah, so. we did go hard last yeah. week. So, um... Next week, yeah. we have episode season 9, episode 15, Couples Discount. Okay. And episode 16, Moving On. Moving On. That sounds entertaining. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it for this week, guys. But as always, you can find us on any podcasting app that you use, whether it be Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Uh, go find us, subscribe, share with your friends, families, account- accountants, uh, acquaintances, whomever. You will be seeing him soon. Tax yes, time tax, tax time will be here. 
So uh, do all that. We would greatly appreciate it. And you can find us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. Or if you have longer form uh, feedback you want to get in touch with us, it's at BrotherSisterRewatch at gmail.com. Also look for us each and every Monday on the Jenny Position Podcast feed, along with the other great co- uh, content they are pushing out there. Jenny Smith's good people. Mm-hmm. So that'll do it for this week, guys. We will catch you all on down the road. Thanks, guys. Where the president, not the way